Good afternoon. This is Drew Erickson and back again for Money Not Math, uh, episode number 95 on September 7th, 2021. Um, it's been quite a while since I did my last Money Not Math. I apologize to those of you who have subscribed and have been uh, following this content um, and been part of this discussion for over a year now. Uh, I got really good at doing it consistently for a while and then um, I dropped the ball and kind of, you know, it's funny how long it takes to build habits, but how quickly we can lose them. Um, I won't go down a tangent with that, but a lot has changed since the last time I did a Money Not Math video. Uh, most importantly, um, I guess I don't remember where everything was in life. My daughter turned one recently, so that's amazing from a family standpoint. Uh, most importantly, um, everything's going great there and she's doing awesome. It's really fun to see her grow um, and as well as all the, all the fun challenges that come with being a parent. Um, professionally, uh, for those who haven't already seen on my other um, platforms, I have moved and am now helping grow a new business with my close friend and colleague, Ross Welty, and that's Five Stone Financial Group, um, where we really center everything we do around our core values and doing what's best for our clients. So whether it's integrity and, and always doing what's best for our clients, learning, um, understanding, accepting that we don't know everything and that's okay, um, but we commit to ourselves and our clients that we'll, we'll never stop learning. And we'll never stop trying to look for the best ways to provide service and value to our clients. So um, with that, in today's Money Not Math um, episode, I guess, uh, I'm going to be reviewing an article uh, that I found online titled, "How uh, Confused About Retirement Savings Plans, Here's How to Choose the Right One for You. All right, so here's the article. You can find it on CNBC.com. Um, it's written by Michelle Fox. And published, it was published on September 6, 2021. Um, it says, while Americans know they need to save for retirement, many are still coming up short. More than half of United States workers between the ages of 40 and 73 have less than $50,000 set aside for their golden years, a survey from the Insured Retirement Institute found. Now, to put that in perspective, if we use the 3% distribution rule in retirement, um, that's only, if you only have $50,000 saved for your retirement, that's only going to, if you only pull 3% a year, that's $1,500 per year of in, of retirement income. So that is all that you'll be creating with $50,000. So we have to be, you have to be very conscious of, you know, if you are behind or you feel like you fit in this, um, over more than half asking yourself, what can you do now? right? We can't change the past, but what can you do now to put yourself in the best possible um, situation moving forward so that all of those years you worked your butt off creating a career and a lifestyle for yourself and your family, you're able to enjoy your retirement years and kick back and relax or, you know, spend it however you want to spend it. Um, we can't, so a lot of times we, we, people get so caught up on rate of return, but that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is maximizing your spendable wealth in retirement. And there's very specific ways you can do that depending on your situation. Um, this article goes over some of the most um, standard ways you can do that, but it doesn't go over all of the ways you can do that. So continuing on, continuing on nearly six in 10 people save less than 10% of their income. So this come to me, this comes down to, um, really two, two things. First, you know, ability, right? So depending on your lifestyle, your situation, your family situation, your income, maybe that's all you can save is less than 10%. And, and if that's the case, you know, we just have to do the best we can with what we have. 
But for many people, I've met with people who make over quarter million dollars, almost half a million dollars a year that save less than 10% of their income. Now that's a priority issue, right? If we truly prioritize the ability to retire one day without the stress of running out of money before we, before we run out of breath, we have to ask ourselves, is our ability to retire worth more than 10% of our income? If the answer is yes, we need to make some life decisions, right? Maybe spend less in other areas. So to actually be able to stop working, you'll have to make sure you are putting enough aside. The general rule of thumb is about 15% of your income. Although if you can't save that much, any little bit helps. And that's true too, right? So the power of compounding is amazing. And this general rule of thumb of 15%, uh, you know, I don't know where they come up with that necessarily. I'm not a huge fan of general rules of thumb. Um, in my mind, we have to work backwards, right? Work with the end in sight. So if you know, if we have an idea of what you need to, what you'll need to spend in retirement, we can work our way back to figure out what should you be saving today based off conservative rates of return and saving strategies and where you're putting that money. But we also have to account for taxes, right? So what are taxes doing? What do we expect taxes? What what taxes might do in the future? And how's how's how we save our money today going to affect our Social Security and Medicare costs? So this number for some of my clients is they choose to make that number significantly higher. Um, there are different ways you can save depending on your situation An employer sponsored plan, such as a 401k plan or an individual retirement account, whether traditional or Roth are the most popular options. And that's true. However, keep in mind, they are the most popular options as tools for your retirement planning. They aren't plans themselves, right? So, you know, I, I like to use a lot of different analogies, but the one that just popped my head is if you go to a golf course and you buy a driver, do you now have a golf plan? No, you have a driver, right? It's just a club. It's a tool. And it's the same thing with retirement accounts, whether it's your 401k, an IRA, whatever it is, that's not a plan. It's a tool for your retirement plan. I find it all, so often that my clients or people who don't want to meet because they already have retirement plans, have, have a 401k through work or an IRA through, through, the, through whatever source. And to them, that's their plan. But when, I at, when we really dig into it and I ask, how does it work? You know, what, is, what, what projected income are you supposed to have from this tool? Um, what are the tax implications of this tool and things like that? We really end up finding out it's, it's a tool, it's not a plan. So we can't get too, you know, too uh, overconfident or falsely confident just because we have something that that said something is going to be sufficient for the retirement we want to build ourselves and the legacy we potentially want to leave our families. So they all have different rules, although each offers some form of tax advantage. Here, here are factors to consider when figuring, figuring out the best option for your situation. Employer-sponsored plans. Contributions to a traditional retirement plan sponsored by your employer, typically a 401k, are automatically deducted through your paycheck, pre-tax. That lowers your taxable income each year. Instead, the tax is taken out when you withdraw the funds in retirement. The rate will therefore depend on your tax bracket at that time. This is extremely important because we have to understand that Yes, saving in a traditional 401k does save us money this year, but does it actually save us money in the macro of our retirement of a retirement plan? Are we are we trading um, a little bit this year in order to give up a lot in the future? And is it is it worth it to do that? Um, so often we look, people make financial decisions, and I know I have myself um, looking at the micro of what how does this affect me today or this week or this year rather than taking a step back and looking at the big picture and understanding how is this going to affect us long-term? Because what we have to also understand is, 
is the, the amount of taxes you have in retirement, right? So the amount of tax deferred income you have in retirement that creates taxable income in retirement can negatively affect your social security income taxes, your Medicare costs, and other things that are very important when it comes to your overall retirement picture. The big advantage of the 401k is that you can save up to $19,500 for 2021, regardless of income, said personal finance expert, Chris Hogan, author of Retire Inspire, Retire Inspired and Everyday Millionaires. With IRAs, meanwhile, you can only contribute $6,000 this year. I've always been curious why our government put, a, put such a drastic uh, limit difference on 401ks versus IRAs, considering they're both tax advantage retirement accounts. Um, but neither here nor there. The If you are age 50 or over, you can save an additional uh, $6,500 in your 401k this year or an extra $1,000 in your IRA, which as I've said in previous videos, makes zero sense when you actually understand the power of compounding over time. Our government should be incentivizing people to save earlier in life, um, not later because, well, again, compounding over time. So your, comp your company may also offer a 401k, which means a Roth 401k, which means contributions are made after taxes and you won't be levied on the retirement withdrawals. Plus, if tax laws stay consistent where they are today, keep in mind, I'm not a CPA. I cannot, cannot give tax advice. I'm just expressing my, my observations based off my understanding of tax law. Um, after tax income from a Roth 401k shouldn't, negatively affect your social security income taxes or your Medicare costs. So that's a, it's another added bonus that often isn't talked about. Hogan prefers the for Roth 401k. That's putting almost $20,000 away tax-free each year, said Hogan, who is also affiliated with, yeah, it doesn't matter. In fact, a Roth 401k essentially allows you to put more money away than a traditional plan, said Pete Hunt, a certified financial planner and director of client services at Accenture Wealth Advisors based in Charlotte, North Carolina. And what he means by that is because you can essentially put more money away in a Roth 401k than a traditional 401k because you know all the money in your Roth 401k is actually yours, right? You paid taxes, you put money away, you pull all of the money out is yours. When you put money in a traditional 401k, that's tax deferred, which means it's not all yours because you own some unknown amount to the IRS. Whatever that amount ends up being, ends up not being your money and therefore effectively the net amount of money that's yours is not as much as a Roth 401k um, if you do dollar for dollar savings. So Hunt said that $19,500 or $26,000 if you're over age 50 of after-tax money is far more valuable than the same dollar amount in pre-tax money, especially over many years. If your employer matches a certain percentage of your contributions into the 401k, try to at least contribute up to that match advisors say. The company's money will be added pre-tax whether or not your contributions are taxed. Uh, and that's because your company may be nice for offering the match, but they're not so nice where they want to pay the tax, right? At the end of the day, it becomes a nice tax write-off for them. Um, when you hit age 72, you must start taking an annual required minimum distribution or RMD from your traditional 401ks. Why is this important? It's important because many people, um, especially extremely successful people, don't actually want to take money out yet at age 72. They might have alternate streams of income through businesses, real estate, after-tax money, whatever it may be, they don't wanna do it, but because of where they stored their money while they're working, they're forced to if their money's in a traditional 401k. Uh, examples where this could hurt you would be if the market crashes, not a good time to pull money out, right? You're locking in a loss. 
Uh, if you are trying to stay under a certain taxable income limit or taxable income bracket, or you don't want to negatively affect your social security income taxes, this could hurt you if you're forced to take out certain amounts. Um, there's more examples, but those are just a couple that popped up off my head. So be very, very, very aware of how where you put your money today will affect you in retirement if you prioritize retirement planning. All right, Roth IRAs. Contributions to, a Roth, to Roth IRAs are also, also are made on an after-tax basis. So you don't have to pay taxes when you take money out in retirement. However, there are income limits. You can contribute the maximum of $6,000 or $7,000 if you're 50 and over, if you make less than $198,000 per year, if you are married and filing jointly, or less than $125,000 if you are single. You can contribute a reduced amount if you make between $198,000 to $208,000 per year when married, or between $125,000 to $140,000 if you are single. Now again, ask yourself, why do they put these limits on after-tax savings? Right. So why don't they have limits on contributions um, to a traditional IRA of income? Why, why don't they have income limits on traditional IRAs? Why are there only income limits on Roth IRAs? May it be because they want you to grow their future tax income. Right. So I'm not saying the government's good or bad for taking taxes out of your accounts. I'm just saying be very clear on how are you actually make the best decision for you or are you just doing what the crowd's doing? Experts advise building up a Roth IRA when you are young because you may not qualify when you're older and making more money. You may also see higher tax rates in the future. I recommend it to all my clients unless they are in a situation where they think they will make significantly less money in the future, Hunt said. There are also no RMDs with Roth IRAs and you can withdraw your contributions at any time tax penalty free. You generally can't tap into any earnings until you reach 59, age 59 and a half. You also typically have more investment options that you do in a 401k. So to clarify that last point, um, from my experience, group 401ks biggest advantage is they're very cost effective, that the fees are pretty low because you're not really getting a whole lot of advice or investment options. It's pretty much you got you know, 10, 15 or so investment options. You may have a 401k representative that you may talk to once a year. Um, but it's very specific to your 401k. It's not overall financial planning. When it comes to an IRA, there's typically a little bit higher fees for investing in an IRA because you're actually working with an advisor who wants to help you grow an overall plan, not just sell you a product, hopefully. Um, but, you're, but for that cost of the planning time from the advisor, you also often have a lot more options to invest your money into now, as well as flexibility for, for adjusting your savings in the future. It also doesn't have to be an either or situation. If you have a 401k, but also qualify for a Roth IRA, do both, Hunt said. Um, again, that's very generalized advice. I'm not a fan of generalized advice. I think every financial situation is different and should be treated as such, uh, but that's Hunt's opinion. First, contribute up to the employer's match of the, for the 401k. He then recommends putting money in a health savings account if you have a high deductible healthcare plan. After that, put money into a Roth, which has more flexibility, he said. Now, in my opinion, he kind of jumps back and forth because a health savings account is for medical expenses. It's not really retirement planning, um, but it all works out when you're doing overall comprehensive planning, as I'm sure he's referring to. IRAs, a, tr tr a traditional IRA is good for those who don't qualify for a Roth IRA and or don't have a 401k. Contributions are made pre-tax, so you pay upon withdrawal, um, which again, will could negatively affect your social security income taxes, as well as your Medicare costs. An IRA can also be used to roll over any 401k balances from, from previous, previous employers. 
generally you shouldn't, Roth IRAs can be too, by the way. Um, generally, you should never leave your 401k from a previous job with that employer, um, Hunt said. Uh, the reason for that being there's no one really planning it for you. It's just kind of sitting there um, and you don't have very much control over it, I'm guessing is his reasoning. That's typically the reasoning I come up with. Um, you may roll it into your new 401k if you're happy with the investment options and want to keep things simple, he said. However, if the plan has high expense ratios, he advises rolling your old 401k into an IRA. So that is a little snippet on Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, Roth 401ks, and traditional 401ks. Um, besides the commentary I added while reading through the article, I also want to point out those are just four of your options. Those are not your only options. There are other ways to save for retirement. Okay, just because you're building wealth for retirement, it doesn't mean your wealth has to be stored in a retirement plan. You can be using brokerage accounts that, that allow you to access your capital while it's growing. You can be using, you know, specifically build life insurance contracts, annuities, and different things like that. There's many options out there. So you aren't restricted to just the ones highlighted in this article. Uh, and, I, and I would strongly encourage you to build a specific plan to you rather than following a cookie cutter example of, of, of advice or just following the crowd and doing things because your friends or family are doing them too. So that's Money Not Math 95 on September 7, 2021. I hope everyone's doing great. Um, for those of you who took the time to watch or listen to this conversation, I really do appreciate you. Um, I always appreciate any comments, likes, shares that you're willing to give. And most importantly, I really do appreciate any questions that you have. If you have, if you have questions on this, on this conversation or have requests for future Money Not Math conversations, I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye.